Welcome to Flick 66 Oscar nomination special. They were announced yesterday, so we're going to spend most of our time today talking about that. Stop, play the music, stop the music, play him off. I'm boycotting the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ryan has issues. By the way, one of our uh, one of our subscribers is concerned about your health, Ryan. Mm, you sounded mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you I'm got a concerned little... <laughs> about my health. Okay, I just wanted to pass that along. This is, this is how much I care for you people, for the viewers. <laughs> Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Parham from Azusa Pacific University Th- Cinematic Arts. With me, as always, is Ryan Isaac, angry as always, <laughs> and our newest student critic. Uh, Aaron Lineman and a little, little, little disappointed, to be honest, too. Oh, come so on. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we, we've got some news to go through, but we want to spend the majority of the episode talking about the nominations, dissecting them, grousing about them, etc. Weekend box office. Glass was number one with $45.8 million. Solid but below early projections. Has either of you seen it? No, I mean, I have a mild interest, but um, I just think it's weird how quickly people, the pendulum swung so far from people thinking he was the worst director ever to the greatest after Split. And I thought Split was highly overrated. He's not, I mean, have you seen it? I saw it twice, actually. And it's better better the second time. I like the direction it took. He definitely had it planned out in his head. Uh, I was watching one of my people i watch on youtube reviewing and he said he was really disappointed with rotten tomatoes because in his initial review he said he didn't decide yet and they gave him a rotten review for that on the website without asking him about it Mm -hmm. and he actually ended up liking it the second time it's definitely a movie that's going to split audiences well pun intended yeah here's the thing the word of mouth the ending you know the twist ending is controversial enough that that lowered the box office because it was tracking initially it did well for thursday night previews it opened okay friday but it dropped over the weekend because people are saying no and uh <laughs> owen gleberman for variety had a had a column that said uh the twist ending Shyamalan really needs he needs to stop writing his own movies yeah because he's a good director. I can't stand his scripts. That, yeah. That's my problem with Split. The Split, the, the, the direction I thought was interesting. The acting was great. The production design, like his his mise-en-scene is always fantastic, even in his worst And films. he's great at mood. Yeah, but the problem is that the, it just, I never buy it. The, the character things, the, it just, it always seems off. It doesn't seem like normal human behavior. Since Signs, Signs was the last one. And my biggest problem with Split is beyond that, just the weird male gaze preoccupation with that film. The fact that he's capturing these teenage girls and like, oh, your clothing's dirty. You need to take that off. Like, why did they need that? It was completely unnecessary. We had just had 10 uh, Cloverfield Lane, which had the exact same themes as that film with the same, is he he crazy or is he a monster? I will say one thing is he actually wrote split around the time of unbreakable he wrote that character to be a part of unbreakable that's fine but that doesn't for me i i'm the the planning the fact that he's planned this for decades i'm still going to judge the film on its own yeah, yeah. and the, the yeah. split was still an inconsistent film personally for me. from what i watched i really i liked the direction it took but there was there was parts of that direction that really upset me and i think that's what the audience took away i don't want to give away much uh, okay. it, it goes in some direction and it just feels like 
he kind of threw away some things, which yeah. is really disappointing. Uh, number two was The Upside with $15 million. The downside to the American <laughs> film industry. Aquaman was third with $10.17 million. It crossed $1.067 billion worldwide. So, realistically, it will probably overtake Dark Knight Rises and become the all-time grossing DC film. Oh, man. So, we better give it an Oscar nomination. Than <laughs> I don't know. He's, you know, he's only half ethnic. No, but it's making money, so oh, that's well, what matters well, now. Well, save, save it for when we get to the discussion. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Super was number... F- Bra- sorry, Dragon Ball Super Broly was fourth with $9.8 million. I'm amazed that a film I never even knew existed made $9.8 million. I think it was a Fathom dollars. event, too, which is impressive. Was it a Fathom event? I think it was like a weekend-only thing. Oh, wow. So that... A lot of Dragon Ball Z... I could, I could be wrong, but I remember seeing some... Some of my friends went, and I thought when they took the photo, it said Fathom something. Was this just this weekend? No, I mean, just this in this country, or was this internationally? Because that would make a huge difference. Oh, no, this is domestic. Oh, okay. This is domestic. And Into the Spider-Verse was fifth with $7.57 million, $158.57 million cubed. So, of course, the spinoffs are are the follow-ups and the sequels and spinoffs. I think there's a Spider-Gwen movie in development, as well as a Spider-Verse 2 or... A Miles Morales. Let's be honest. This is the first superhero film that's going to win an Oscar. Yeah. Oh, for best animated film. Yeah, this is yeah. the first superhero yeah, film that's going to win yeah. a best Oscar. It's, not, it's not the a most deserving. Out yeah, of all it is. It's it's the best animated film of the year. Yeah, I would down. say it's the best superhero film of the year. Uh, yeah, I'd agree yeah, with that. I would, I would, yeah. I'd agree with that. Except year. I did see. Infinity War seven times. I really enjoy it. It's fun. I you can't. saw it seven times. I, I, I saw it seven times. I can't with that I did not one. see it seven times. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it, it but there was no. there's nothing at stake. For me, it's the same thing with watching... Somebody could really be dead, Ryan. Yeah, but <laughs> it's just, you <laughs> not know... Not everybody was dusty. Not everyone, but... The, not like, everybody was dusty. Even the ones that they did kill off were like, oh, I can see them killing them off, because they weren't... Well, a certain... Uh, a certain verde-toned uh, <laughs> female lead. I, but even she was, she's not, she's still on the B-list of that franchise. She's not. Not for that franchise. Not not for her group movie. I can't remember which of the sisters is de- demise, had met her demise, so now I... I think we can say it's on, it's been on DVD for... Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. on Netflix. Okay, it's yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert, Wait. Gamora does not get dusted, but she does not survive the movie. Yeah. Gamora Yeah, Zoe Saldana. The... Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I, I, I you know, this is how not invested I am in what, this franchise. The... I thought it was her sister that died. <laughs> no, 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 no. One, one of the three, no, Nebula's still alive. Okay. No, Nebula's yeah, just... still alive. In fact, Nebula's in the trailer for Endgame. Um, okay, the news. Netflix, which uh, did very well with Oscar nominations, is joining the MPAA. So uh, one of the articles I read said it's kind of amusing that Netflix, which aimed to be a disruptor, is now joining the traditional studio system. Is this have anything to do with them not being allowed at the Cannes Film Festival? Will who, this now allow them to be? Who knows? Because they weren't theatrically released. But well, that I mean, was the that was the, that. But they released Roma theatrically. Yeah, but the problem is Khan was trying to be slightly elitist and um, kind of. I'm just wondering if this will like change their mind. Like now you have an MPA rating. Oh, not that they even care because MPA. Well, they're members. Uh, not. They don't really. Um, Hulu yeah. is upping the price for its live TV bundle to forty five dollars from thirty nine ninety five. 
but they've cut the price for their video on demand with ads, their standard Hulu service, with uh, to six dollars. Oh, although wow. that's with, smart. Although without ads, is still going to be the same price. So I will plan to rejoin Hulu in time for Catch Twenty Two, the miniseries. Honestly, the the ads aren't that bad. I don't mind them. My problem with ads is, can you show us different ads instead of the same ad? They've gotten five better times? at that in the, in the past has? year. They've it gotten a lot C- better. At CBS that. All Access is not. Oh good no, at that. yeah, most of them are really it bad. Teaches but. you to slow down on the binge too. I've noticed. Uh, I am with my student with my uh, school account. When you have an edu account, you can get Spotify, Hulu, and Showtime all for five dollars. What? Well, yeah. We we have edu. Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. could too. Verify. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. It's, it's Hulu with ads. I I like Seinfeld, so they have Seinfeld, so that makes me pretty happy. Of course, it's only one. Old, it's only one dollar more for <laughs> non school account. With the the new pricing takes effect at the end of February, I believe. And the older stuff like Seinfeld, they barely put any ads. You can like have two ad breaks in one episode, boom, which boom, is boom, like boom, which boom. is nice. Um, yeah. I wonder how much they paid for that. I also find it it not only does it stop me from binging, but but I. I get things done during the commercial break. <laughs> like I'll I'll start putting dishes away. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Go like to the loo. Just like I'm not going to watch the ads, so I'll just get up and do something productive. That's what I so do, yeah. I don't mind. Sci-Fi has renewed The Magicians for season 5, uh, which is interesting because season 4 premieres tonight. Oh wow. Uh, I like the show quite a bit. Uh, they did a musical episode last last year and the finale was a cover of Under Pressure and it was the bomb. I still have it. I still have it bookmarked on my on my laptop. Everyone's doing musical episodes now. I know. No, but they're but their cast actually. One of their cast members, a couple of their cast members, are extremely musically talented. Like have been on Broadway singing, and the dude, uh, the guy who plays Elliot. I'm blanking on his name right now. But I actually ran into him at Comic Con last year and just stopped and introduced myself and like, dude, that episode was awesome. I have that scene bookmarked. They just. <laughs> I think but, that film's in Portland. That's a lot of people because that's where I'm from. The so I hear oh, it, a lot about it. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it, but I hear it's really good. It's it, it's dark. Yeah, you were saying it got darker. It's seasons. dark. What's interesting too is seasons one and two they would swear and they would it out because it was sci-fi, oh, which is basic huh. cable. Season three, it's like eh. They went for it, so it's, they drop F-bombs, whatever. Uh, USA has picked up suits for its ninth and final season, and Meghan, formerly Markle, Duchess of Sussex, starred in the show before marrying Prince Harry. I didn't realize that show was still on. I loved it until they started doing stupid stuff plot-wise, like around season four and five. It's like, come on, stop! Um, and then last piece of news, Viacom has bought the Pluto video streaming service and they plan to monetize their library through ad-supported streaming. I don't understand this this whole CBS Viacom Paramount weirdness. It's like, dude, just... And Paramount, the studio, is going through some serious issues. They've had leadership problems. There was an ad in the... There was an article in the trades about that last week. I don't understand. We get the Paramount television shows in CBS All Access, but not some of the other Viacom, you know, like no Nickelodeon or what, just put them all together in one service. Come yeah. on, stop, stop with the nonsense. This marketplace is getting too cluttered, too yeah, crazy. I don't need, I can't even follow it. Make it simple. Okay, the feature story, and each of us has a list of the 2019 Oscar uh, nominees, but um, the big, in terms of nominations, the big winners were Roma and The Favorite with 10 nominations apiece. Has it, have either of you seen either of those? Yeah, I've watched them both. I'm 
I early on thought that those were going to get attention. And then with them not winning much of anything, I thought, oh, maybe not. Now I'm realizing, yeah, they have a lot of nominations, but I don't see them. I mean, I think Roma's for sure winning cinematography. I haven't seen that because I was going to say I haven't seen Roma. But if I if if Roma wasn't on the list, I would definitely want Cold War to win cinematography. It, that's it that's a that's a prestige nomination. No yeah. one's watching that. Prestige. Film, unfortunately. Oh, it's like, beautiful. Oh, Cold War. Yeah, people it's are people, beautiful. It's it's so that we can say, look, we do have taste. Now let's nominate Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, it's what's what's Cold War? It's about? uh, it's about it's a Polish film. It's a yeah, it takes place in I think Poland, and the it's about these people who get this like these locals to come into this like house to form a traveling singing group, and like the composer falls in love with one of the girls. And it's just like over the course of ten years, like their their love story, and obviously, you know, with most love stories, it, it never works out perfectly. But it, it was beautifully done. The ending, uh, reflecting a little bit of a cop out in in my sense, but I still was mem- mesmerized by the music of that film. The the lighting when you do black and white, it's really hard. I've I'm not an expert on it, but I've taken, uh, back when I went to school in Montana, courses on black and white photography. Lighting's really hard. The lighting in every shot on this film is, like, perfect. Well, he's known for that. He did Ida in black and white, which yeah. got a lot of nominations as well. So he's he's an Oscar darling. This is this is someone that's, like, gotten yeah. multiple... Oh, no, I mean, I don't know multiple. He definitely has gotten a, a nomination. Though this is his first directing nomination, which was a surprise. The huh. fact that he's on the list... That's a that's a shock. That was something with all of the choices they made. That one comes out of left field. It doesn't fit with anything well, else. Let, because let, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, I'm just saying, the... like the <laughs> fact that Cold War uh, is is uh, even being considered is a little bit of a small victory. If you can't go to the if you can't go to the showings right now, they're playing it in Pasadena. Uh, watch the trailer. It's a beautiful trailer too. Okay. But the thing is, like I think, and we talked about this a little before. I think that. Roma's going to knock it out of consideration yeah. because they're they're both yeah. they're both stories. Uh, Pavel Pawlowski based the story on his parents' relationship. Roma's based on the uh, odd, relationship odd, between uh, him and his um, the family helper, like uh, yeah, the, yeah. Um, so they're they're both intimate stories about personal experience that are supposed to just kind of be like I haven't seen Cold War, but what I understand, more of like a fly in the wall representation of a yeah. relationship. It's um, it's, so I it's. It's a beautiful film, yeah. from what I hear, but I it doesn't have a shot to because because Roma's doing those yeah. same things, and it's also in black and white. And I it's know, all, you know, yeah. like it's I heard it's another like foreign language. A seven minute crate just shot, single shot on the beach. Or tracking shot, tracking shot. There's a lot of very long takes in the shot. There's one that. The way he he shoots it so that you're not getting the information right away. He shoots it tracking shots rather than like. Um, POV shots so you don't see what the characters are seeing and there is a intense emotional beach scene that comes after two hours and 15 minutes of very monotonous scenes so the impact is great but but you have to be a patient viewer to get to that the one thing I have to say is the majority of the frames the majority of the shots in that the uh, in Cold War it's like you're looking at like one of those famous like photos from the World War Two era. It's that's interesting because watching Roma, I felt like I was watching a famous Italian 
film from the 50s. So it's that, yeah. So those I mean, films are like competing with each so other. It, so it feels like Italian neorealism? Uh, a bit. Oh, a bit. But almost, I mean, that, that, that shot you're talking about, it reminds me of, of the 400 Blows, the ending. The, the very oh, the, iconic uh, Truffaut. Uh, Truffaut scene to the beach. It, huh. It's not, it's a different style. It's it's not as intense. It's not tracking him at that pace. The kid's running, obviously. This is I plan to... I, I plan to, my wife and I plan to watch it this weekend. I saw the running time. It's like two hours, 15 minutes. Yeah, we need to like start this early when we're not tired from oh, working no, all need, day. You need to have, uh, I watched it at the beginning of the day. Yeah. It's, it is one of those things where you're paying attention to the production design. To, you're never getting many close ups. Yeah. It's, oh, interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. It's same with Cold War. Yeah. There was, there is one shot in Cold War I'll quickly talk about where you see the two characters standing in this party. And you think that all of it's going on behind them, but one of the characters moves and it's like, oh my goodness, they're actually standing behind a mirror. And I thought that was just a really cool shot. Subtle um, filmmaking, what we with, need to celebrate more of, honestly. With, with eight nominations apiece, A Star is Born and Vice. Um, Ryan and I have talked about A Star is Born quite a bit, and there's something that we, we do need to talk about a little bit later on today. Uh, has anybody seen Vice yet? Yeah, I have. I liked it more than most people. I was actually shocked to see it get nominated as much. I'm not. <laughs> I haven't heard. It's an agenda film. Yeah, it's a message yeah. movie. We're yeah. gonna come to that too. But I, yeah, my my problem with Vice is not. Well, I don't think it should be a Best Picture nomination. My problem with Vice is I don't understand why McKay is getting a director nomination for basically not doing what he Bradley did for Cooper. the Big Short. That's yeah. what made we'll me get, upset. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll yeah. get to it's that. It's just a watered <laughs> down. Save it. it. No, honestly, it's like. Somebody it's like, said it's the Big Short, except for in the down. White House. Yeah, it's 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 in the White House, but watered down so there's less of those postmodern nuances. Like, they have a few little funny moments, but a lot of it is more just. Here is how this horrible stuff happened. Let's dwell in it for a while. I said if he does a, a movie about the Trump administration, the trailer or the movie needs to have For the Love of Money by the OJ's play. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and with seven nominations, Black Panther. And uh, we will talk... Uh, we can. I guess we can talk about that when we get to surprises. Let's talk about the snubs first. For me, two... Uh, one I'm furious about, actually two I'm furious about, and one I'm surprised. The things I'm furious about that if Beale Street could talk was is not nominated for Best Picture, and also that Won't You Be My Neighbor is not nominated for Documentary Feature. I'm upset about that, but I'm not surprised because I've watched documentaries that are feel-good, crowd-pleasers not get nominated year after year. Um, there was one, I can't remember what it was, last year, where I was like, why did this not? This is such a great movie. They don't go for, with documentaries, they don't go for emotion. They really don't. Yeah. They never do. So, so, they go, was, so they go for agenda over emotion? Yeah. They, I was, they go yeah, for I was surprised RBG was on. They go for intellect. I was they surprised that was for nominated for the documentary was R RBG. Well, it's the that. political temp. Yeah. It's right now. It's where she is in her life. It's it's anticipating. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> die. I mean? But that's what it is. They, I, I they, heard she has a cameo in the Lego movie too. I'm yeah, not they, even they, no, no. They they added a cameo of a Lego RBG in uh, Lego movie two. The that's sequel. That's pretty awesome. I yeah. think it's amazing. Uh, those are the things that I'm really really not happy. I was um I'm surprised that Bradley Cooper was not nominated for director. See, this one upset me because 
with Adam McKay getting nominated and not Bradley Cooper. Adam McKay does not deserve a nomination yeah, and, for and this film. You got to think about it. Like Bradley Cooper, sure. Like Adam McKay directed Christian Bale, but Christian Bale himself, by himself, is just incredible in what he does. Bradley Cooper was able to to knock out three Oscar nominated performances for his first time, and like his, with, his, for three in a row. Yeah, and and uh, for um, oh shoot. Uh, the one with uh, what's her face? Uh, Silver Lining, American Silver, Sniper. Silver Linings Playbook, American Sniper, and what was the other one? Uh, I can't remember, but I was more talking about. <laughs> I was more talking about with Sam Elliott. Lady oh, Gaga. oh, oh! You mean just for, for the three for the for the three leads in this one? Yeah, and yeah, to oh, direct yeah. that those performances and not to get an nomination. And, well, and the, Lady the, Gaga too. She's never really acted he, as much. He before. adapted the script. He directed the film. He wrote some of the songs. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's a it's a very well shot, well produced film. Yeah, and I have script issues with Act Three, but it's I, I'm just shocked because usually when when actors do something besides act, usually the Academy's all over that. Yeah, and for them to stiff him on a nomination, I'm like, what's that about? And I think the first thirty minutes are near incredible for me the first 30 minutes of no, that film I, yeah beyond it being amazing i think it's telling that they had one of my favorite marketing campaigns of the year and all they did was just play scenes from the movie which and is the, brilliant the scenes are so well written you care about the characters so much within three minutes of dialogue that you want to see the movie no action no this well, is the high dramatic no crying sequence no cheesy voiceover no, just well there was some voiceover they did voiceover and montage much. but they were cutting away from that scene it, they didn't cut any of the dialogue it was the dialogue yeah. exactly as it was and just it, with a little bit of montage in it but the uh the um uh, he yeah i'm sorry i'm thinking of two i really like the choice when she's singing the song at the end where it cuts to him singing it i thought that was a really good good. choice it's a good choice that was a good choice american hustle american hustle and the just he also learned how to play guitar in a year he worked with willie nelson's son to he learned how how to imitate sam elliott's voice exactly (laughs) he put a lot i i'm I think, uh, I mean, a lot of people are upset about it. And the other one they're really upset about is Tony Colletti from Hereditary. Her. Tony Collette? Collette, that's right. Tony. That doesn't surprise me, though. Horror, yeah, I horror unless horror has an agenda, which, again, get out if it was, if there was no, if it weren't about racial issues, get out never would get a nomination. There's a reason we haven't had any nominees since The Exorcist. The Academy does not recognize horror. Well,. Silence of the Lambs. Emily Blunt. Silence of the Lambs. A thriller. Emily Blunt was stiffed for Mary Poppins Returns. Not surprising, but also A Quiet Place, which that I mean Sigourney Weaver was nominated for Aliens. No, I know. I don't. I'm 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 annoyed. John Krasinski did a good job directing too. Yeah, but still the logistical challenge of that versus versus uh, A Star Is Born. There's that's true. Yeah, (laughs) it's like. But Emily Blunt, her performance, not. Not only did she, you know, with the sign language and her emotional performance of A Quiet Place, but usually when someone has another film, they get, like, consideration. You also did Mary Poppins. Let's give you a nomination and for I one mean, or the other. But We had, this is, I thought because, you know, sign language and everything, we had that with Shape of Water last year, I think, right? Yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah, she, she was, was, yeah. She was nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ryan, what are you not happy with in oh, terms of snobs? How much time do we have? <laughs> well, <laughs> you've got class in about half an hour or so. So, <laughs> um, I'm surprised by a few things. One, with the number of awards that Justin Hurwitz has gotten for his score of First Man, it's shocking that he doesn't even get a nomination. He won the Golden Globes Best Score, but he's also won Critics for Best Score. He's he's won multiple awards for Best Score, and then he doesn't even get a nomination, not even consideration for Best Score. I didn't think Black Panther's score was that good. No. It's just uh, just like... I'm I'm annoyed. Sorry, I, I forgot to mention this. We talked about this, of course, la- on the last episode. For first man to get stiffed in so many of the major categories. Well, Claire yeah, I, I'm and, not. I, I like, like I said, how much time do we did have? Claire, did Claire Foy get? Nope. Claire she Foy should have gotten a nomination. Gotten Ryan Gosling should have gotten a nomination as well because that should have been that should have been what Ryan Gosling won an Oscar for. Yeah, because and, that intense. But but again, Oscar does not reward guys for playing. You know, touchy feely. They reward guys for big showy. I gained a lot of weight. I, I lost a lot of weight. I don't care that Christian Bale gained forty pounds again. I really don't care. I know he can gain weight and lose weight. That That's doesn't interest the, me anymore. The makeup department. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, the way he looked. The makeup department. I hope Vice well, that, wins for makeup. I mean, Mary Queen of Scots, okay, but like Christian Bale. Look, I was surprised that was him. The makeup should, department should, I think, should uh, win for Vice. Yeah, but. Going into our small little snippet of the makeup department, um, I do have to say about the score for First Man. Without that score, some of the intense scenes would not be as intense. Nope. That's what I'm saying. That film is is it's, helped. It's a key by the score. It's a key element to the film, which is why it's gotten attention. And 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 I, yeah, I'm I'm also extremely like you. Um, I'm not annoyed. I'm irate by the miss that have the fact that Beale Street's missing. Well, because, okay. Let, let let's talk candidly. No, I mean it is such a it is so much of a better film than Black Klansman could ever hope to be. Yeah. Did Black Klansman even have like a real score? Is my question. It's up there for original score. Didn't wasn't it more like detective like guitarists and like. I can't even tell you what the score an, was for Black Klansman. I'm annoyed by that category, but it's it's the best picture is one that everyone pays attention to. Yeah. I feel like score. I, I I say that, and a lot of people just give me a blank stare because they don't they don't yeah. care about score. But this is best picture, and you're honestly going to tell me that Black Pan Black Klansman was a better film than if Beale Street could talk, which it's I, n- it's not. It's not. I and I don't. They're different films, so I can't make the comparison to Black Panther, but that wouldn't shouldn't be on there because it says that our priorities are our money and entertainment well, over okay. quality. Let, let's talk candidly. Bo rap? Really? Really? I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody because the real star of the movie is Queen's music. And, you know, Rami Malek's performance is is really you know, he's it's a transformative performance for him. However, comma, knowing that that movie plays fast and loose with truth. I mean, ranging from the order in which these songs were written to Freddie Mercury did not find out he had AIDS until well after uh, after Live Aid. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we will completely turn truth into a pretzel and, for dramatic effect. I mean, Rami Malek, like, if you... He's like... Sounds like he puts himself to sleep when with everything else. Like, so, of course he's gonna get... When he transforms into this, role, it's a it's big be sh- transformed again. Yeah. Like I said, Oscar loves big, showy, transformative performances from guys, and I- and I just gotta say, you know, 
I, I need to watch Beale Street again because I didn't leave loving it, but I knew it was an amazing film in a sense that it left me angry about uh, Miss Justice the same way Black's Injustice. Klansman... Injustice, yeah. The same way Black's Klansman did. But the only reason I really felt that at Black Klansman is because of the last... Because Spike tells you, hey, I'll put some Charlottesville footage in here. It's and, manipulative. Just in, just in case you didn't get that this movie was about and racism and racism is bad. If he gets a nod for us directing to make that bold choice for that, he be, I'm, I'm he not upset Spike? about it. Yeah, Spike. If Spike got nominated for like that bold choice... Oh, or, no. Spike or, didn't get nominated for that bold choice. Spike got nominated for a career. Yeah. Spike got nominated oh, yeah. for 40 years. Yeah. He got nominated for Do the Right Thing because they gave Driving Miss Daisy the Oscar back in 1989. Ooh. I'm just being honest. Speaking of driving Miss Daisy, we got this year. We have driving Doctor Shirley, yeah, aka Green Book. (laughs) Which before we talk about that, I want to talk about the 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 other pushback on on Bo Rat because there's interesting pushback on both Green Book aside from the uh, the the uh, passive attempts to straightwash it. Well, uh, straightwash Bohemian Rhapsody, or yeah, that's that's what uh, because. Uh, some people are, are not pleased because Freddie Mercury, who is very flamboyant in real life and on stage and off, that the majority relationship that the film is focused on is his relationship with his wife when he was bisexual. And Oh, that's interesting. His, I, I thought his that... partner is introduced late in the film and it's kind of like an add-on. It's almost an adjunct to the film. Oh, by the way... They lived happily until he died. That's interesting because that's the one part of the film that I found like okay, I understand why it's getting nominated because it it it, cho- it you needed that first part of the story to show that at this time there wasn't that freedom for artists to be out and open about their sexuality, and that I think was trying to tie in relevance. That was the one thing where I was like, oh, I can see why the Academy nominated this because there huh. was that discussion. They could have left it out entirely. What I'm talking about is, and I don't know that I agree with this, but there's a lot of talk right now that it's it's it says something about the Me Too movement's consideration of male victims that there's n- no pushback. He got fired, but now we're still, his name's on it. It's a Best Picture nominee. Dude, you know he's in trouble again. Yeah, I know. I just read that today. But then he's in trouble beyond again. that, he's in trouble again. We're talking and about I, Brian Singer. Yeah, Brian Singer. But but that article coming out right now, it's not coincidental. There's been articles, people that have been putting out that it's he... there is smear campaigns for Oscars now. So well, there are here's the thing. competitors that releasing the worst this stuff. Kept secret in Hollywood. It is that he is he is a bad boy on set in terms of his behavior and and professionalism and his behavior offset. Is also not good because of the things he, you know, yeah. But there's multiple yeah. things going on here. There's there's the fact that him that the film getting a nomination is kind of like, well, the wave is over. We care less now. Here's and then beyond <clears throat> that, the fact that uh, uh, I I don't know. I it's just it's an it's, entertaining film. But again, I I maintain I the music of Queen is the real star of the film. Yeah. Malik's performance is, you know, people who knew Freddie Mercury said he captures him, but overall, it's not a great movie. 
See, I'm not always basing my interest in movies on Rotten Tomatoes. I leave that mostly out, but when I saw the scores on things, I was like, oh, this might be one I, I want to skip because of the length and everything. So I, I didn't see, I haven't seen it yet because I'm pretty it sure it was it's, it's worth, sitting half and half with critics. On. It's, it's worth seeing. and It is. I'm on the fence whether I'll actually buy it. I did buy the soundtrack because it's like, it, it reminded me of how much Queen was a part of my childhood. Uh, you know, when I was in, <laughs> dating myself here, when I was in seventh grade, Bohemian Rhapsody came out. So that was the big thing. When I was in high school, another one, uh, another one bites the dust. We used to call it, we had our version. We called it another one missed the bus. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I'm not angry about Bohemian Rhapsody getting a nomination. <clears throat> this, in my mind, would be, this would be the popular film what? that never has a shot. As is Black Panther. No, but like. That's my problem is Black Panther doesn't Bohemian Rhapsody has some dramatic intensity towards the end and it has those performance it has things that I would understand despite it being popular it being in this best picture category and never winning but it's one of those like oh this is so we can get viewers to watch but half of the cat half of the nominees are in that category now so I don't I'm fine with Bohem Bohemian Rhapsody, but then I ask, why is Black Panther on this list? Honestly, my my favorite for Best Picture <laughs> is the favorite right now. Uh, that's one of the. That is the last movie I need to see from AFI's list of top ten films. I just they, they gave it's Roma still in theaters. They too. gave Roma a special award. <laughs> I plan to see it. I, um, I I have my I like the favorite. My problem with that is the problem I have with every one of Yorgo Lanthimos' films is that I have no emotional attachment to the character. He did the lobster, whatsoever. right? Whatsoever. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. Was a, no, I don't either. It was a it, strange. It, it, I feel movie. nothing for them, he and also, it's hard for me to love a film. He also where I don't tries care. to like do something harmful. Even though it's not because, you know, movie magic with animals, it always makes me cringe. Yeah. Like in The Lobster. And then with the, the what happens at the end of The Favorite, I was cringing Have you so seen Dogtooth? I have not seen Dogtooth. Dogtooth has it too. Really? Yeah. It's well, weird. The premise for Dogtooth is that it, it's a family that the, the, the parents tell their kids that the world doesn't exist outside the house, that it's a, the apocalypse, so you can't leave the walls of the house. Ooh. And a cat accidentally wanders in and they've never <laughs> seen a cat before. So they kill it because they think it's a monster. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, but animal cruelty is something <laughs> yeah, he yeah, loves to use. Uh, I enjoy his films, but they're they're so darkly cynical that it's hard for me to really like. Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep watching. It's a one. He, his movies for me is a one time watch. Yeah. This one is that. more palatable, though. Oh, it's his most accessible film. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Surprises. What surprised you? Vice for Beck's picture. I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I was also surprised at the same time. I it was, it, I didn't think it would be up there. It's uh, got like no real buzz, does it? Vice? No, it's it's definitely probably the one. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's been there's been buzz, but maybe it's just Christian me that Bell. I'm hearing. See, no, I mean, it's 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 uh, people are talking about it. I mean, I don't oh, know. Another just, another snub I forgot to mention. Even though I have issues with the film, Ethan Hawke should have been nominated for First Reform because that was a terrific performance. Yeah, they only got screenwriting. They they got they got uh, original screenplay. Yeah. For Paul Schrader, um, I haven't seen that. I still want to see it. It's we'll have to talk after you see it. It's Act Three just goes for me. Act Three went off the rails. Hey, well, that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. It it just it for me it feels like he was trying to imitate Taxi Driver. It was like he was trying to recapture that. But for that. the 21st century? Yeah, but the, the structure of the film is very similar and, and the decline of a person's 
I can't really go into too yeah, many yeah, details, yeah, yeah. but it, it felt like the I'm, same. I might have to watch it again. I just narratively, saw, the structure wise. I just saw the comparison between Drive and Taxi Driver <laughs> in some shots. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see, like comparisons between Drive and like classic westerns because he like rides into town, fixes yeah. things, and rides that kind of like I lo- Shane. I love. I that think movie. Drive is like Shane. <laughs> drive, I love Drive. Oh, I love Drive too. I think that um, I was glad to see that Regina King was nominated for If Beale Street Could Talk. Yeah, but it's weird because it's like, I thought her performance was good, but it almost feels like it's like, well, we got to give this film something. I don't, I don't think she, I don't think she'll win. Oh, I don't, don't think she has a chance. She's done, what's fascinating though is one, former child actor, she was on 227 as a kid. Uh, and then she had that terrific, I mean, her breakthrough adult performance was in Jerry Maguire as Cuba Gooding Jr.'s wife. But on the small screen, she's been tearing it up for Emmys. She was in uh, all three seasons of uh, American Crime, created mm-hmm. by John Ridley, who won the Oscar for write, for adapting the screenplay for uh, 12 Years a Slave. But she's, I mean, she's terrific. So I, I was very pleasantly surprised to see her name on the list for the Oscar nominees. But like I said, I, like we, like we said, I don't think she'll win because it, it's a gr- it's a solid, great performance. I really kind of wish that the guy oh, I gotta look up the uh, the, the main guy the, uh, the oh yeah the male lead of Beale Street. He's in Stefan something. He's in um, Homecoming. Amazon's uh, half-hour drama with mm-hmm. Julie Roberts. They just announced she's not coming back for season two. But I'm like, I've seen this guy before, and then I saw the credits. So like, he's the dude from Homecoming. Just like my wife and I are watching it, and I'm like, is that Pedro Pascal? It was. Hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, he was good, but you know, um, unknowns don't have much. Yeah, luck unless you're Stephen, unless you're a really unknown. I think that's Stephen, why Stephen James is that's, his name. That's why I left the movie like not how I felt with most Oscar. I feel like some of it is the performance for me in some aspects, and like there wasn't really that standout of a performance for me in Beale Street. I think that it had its moments of yes, this is this is amazing, this is beautiful. Like, but it. Altogether, I, I need to watch it again. That's it's the not, one I need to watch. It's again. not a performance-based film, though. Yeah. Oh no, it's different no. than Moonlight. It's not. There's not dramatic moments. It's it's a quiet film. It's a lot more like Loving, like I said. I feel it felt as as I'm watching the movie. It's the structure is non-linear. It felt very much like he was uh, Barry Jenkins in adapting the. He he had to do what the adaptation. adaptation yeah, he did. Right? It felt like he really tried to preserve uh, my blank Baldwin's mm-hmm. Baldwin's prose yeah. in the choices he made. So I hope I hope it wins adapted screenplay. I'm, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, things I'm upset about. I have one more thing to be upset. He should have gotten a directing nomination. Yes, he should have. He should absolutely. Yes, he should have. It. I. I know we want to give it to. Spike Lee because he's had his career whatever 40 years and and I know that I know that he just um uh you know got a nomination for Moonlight he got a nomination for Moonlight which won for for Best West Bend so it's like oh we can like not give him attention right now but but the direction of that film was spectacular it's all the production elements just uh, just the production design the mise en scène the act everything came together yeah I saw 
Buster Scruggs. See, that was we're gonna talk about the shock surprise that I'm happy I'm, about. Yeah, I would have rather play. had Widows adapted. All right, I, I will say I loved Widows, but are you? Do you watch a lot of old westerns? Because I love film history, and I think Buster Scruggs is not only what was one it adapted the, from. I didn't finish it. It's it's <laughs> it's it's a um, kind of baroque approach to westerns it's looking like the opening one is is a commentary on what if those 40s 50s singing westerns like in white hal white mm -hmm. um you know um like the ones they made fun of in hail caesar exactly he's a, what if what if they existed in the real western world and were extremely violent there's you know other things there's it's just <laughs> there i didn't yet. think so, that was but, the but, approach i you know i just kind of came in watching it like you, that makes more you, sense you can't you can't watch i i, I with other people i it's like Tarantino, you can watch his films even if you don't understand what he wrote. Yeah. You can't appreciate the Coen Brothers without understanding yeah. film history. You know, you, and if you took a film history Hail lesson, Caesar. Hail Caesar, yeah, you you have <laughs> to look Caesar. at you you get no context for why you know what what's the this you know communist discussion. I was mad and, about Hail Caesar when I saw it in high school. I because I didn't I didn't get that. See, but time. that's the thing is it, I I showed it to uh, I showed it to students that don't understand and i don't get that movie then i show it to my film history class after getting the lesson and they love it yeah. it's the same thing with battle of buster scruggs talk to film history professors they say it's the best film of but, the year but was it and a, I was agree. it adapted from anything no it's was, not adapted was, was, well it's competing oh, in well, adapted screenplay category. uh i'm guessing that it was like a collection of stories or something that's what's weird to me but i'm just i'm just happy to got a nomination i didn't know it was adapted from anything yeah, they got they got uh, nominated for original song too. When a cowboy trades his spurs. For yeah, rings. that'll never win. Yeah, we all know it's I, gonna get best original oh, song. It better be shallow. Yeah, everyone knows shallow is gonna win. Which, and the other things it got were I, I'm annoyed that it got some of the other technical things because like it's just oh which, let's just costume design. Yeah, it was good for which one? A uh, Buster Scruggs. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it got it, but it's it just feels more of like a you know let's just toss it another. See, the thing Throw is, it a freaking bone. My yeah. professor back in Montana would be really upset with me because he is like, he goes around and he like studies westerns and he was written books on western films and everything. Uh, so I, I need to watch some more. I have seen The Searchers. The Searchers is great. Love the Searchers. Love I will the say Searchers. that even if you don't watch the whole film. My favorite John Wayne movie. Um, um, for you and for everyone listening, just watch the Tom Waits section. Um, there's a, a vignette. It's all just collection of stories. There's one. There's like a 20 minute one with this. It's it's some of the most amazing filmmaking I've seen all year. Really? The Which editing. One? The one with the 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 old man. That's. Um, I was surprised they didn't chop it up into individual episodes like a TV. They show. said they never intended to do that because of the themes. And if you get to the last section, it, it, it has a thematic I, connection. I was tired, so the... I haven't finished it. <laughs> oh, and you're judging it right now without I'm having <laughs> shame Bad on you. I know, I know. Oh. That's the thing about about Netflix and movies. Sometimes I, I know that's that's that and what was it? There was one. Any surprises for you, Aaron? Any surprises? Uh, yeah, again with Vice and and Vice that he got so much that it got so much. Uh, definitely, won't you be my neighbor? Um, I am. I mean, I think a quiet place should get sound editing. To I think that's a little funny, uh, but it is kind of funny. I do really want to see Never Look Away. I saw the trailer for it yesterday. It looks like a beautiful film for foreign language. I know that's not like a really 
uh, sought after. I, I would love to have Cold War win foreign film. Roma's going to win, uh, hands down. I still also need to see Shoplifters. I heard that's a great one. I've heard Capernaum is fantastic as well. Yeah. I haven't heard much about that one. But I was I was glad to see uh, Drive Adam Driver get nominated for Black Klansman. Really? For, yeah. I, th- I thought his performance grounded the movie because I like John David Washington. I did not think his performance was all that. You know, I, he's the best part of the film, but I don't think he's one of the best performances oh, of the year. Oh, no. I, I don't think he's... I don't, I, don't, I don't think he has a prayer of winning. Oh no! I but think, I just—it's just odd to me that it's, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I would switch um, Amy Adams with Claire Foy for best supporting. You think so? I I don't. Amy Adams didn't really have. She was great in Vice, but she. It did, I think she might win just because she's been nominated so many times. Really? Yeah, and, and, and the, uh, the two favorites are going to cancel each other out. Regina King. Well, plus Stone already won recently, so they're not going to get... She's been, I think, the favorite. You don't think Roma is going to... Pun intended. Plus, Amy Adams didn't get nominated for Arrival and should have been. Oh, which yeah. Was, which was... That should have been... That was For me, that was like a cinema sin. You mean Roma and supporting? I don't see... I think if Roma's going to win anything, it's going to be Best Actress. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to I happen. think... Well, Lady Gaga... Not Lady Gaga. Melissa McCarthy, I read the name above. Uh, I... It's funny, she got nominated for Worst Actor for the Razzies for the Happy Time Murders. And then the next day she got... <laughs> a best um, Oscar for the... Can yeah. you Has anybody seen Can You Ever Forgive Me? No, I haven't. I have it at home. I've I got haven't to watched it. it. But okay. I don't see it having a shot because, you know, right yeah. now, Glenn Close and Lady Gaga, I think, are the favorites. I would say because Close has been nominated so many times before. Yeah. I mean, and Gaga's performance is terrific. But this, is. This, I was shocked this, this how is not, she was. This is not the era where Barbara Streisand could tie with uh, Catherine Hepburn for the Lion. Barbara Streisand and Funny Girl could tie with Catherine Hepburn for the Lion in Winter because they let her into the Academy, so she voted for herself, which caused the tie. It was a bit of a scandal back in the day. So I, I would give the, an edge to close. I want Sam Elliott to win supporting actor. I, I don't think, care what you say, but that I backing think, up that truck, that sold me. <laughs> Yeah, that was, I, my, that was my favorite supporting I, performance of the year. I, I think Sam Elliott's definitely going to win. And I think Cooper will probably win just because th- those three nominations in a row and the fact that he got overlooked for director. I, I don't think so. Rami... Uh, yeah, I think I Malik think he, is going to win. Think you think, he, Ra- you yeah. think so? I think he's going to win. Seriously? I, I want it to be Cooper, but I think it's going to be Malik. Yeah. Because it's so popular. Do you do you not see that they're, let's, let's they're see concerned what happen- with let, money and let, popularity? Let's see what happens at the SAG Awards. Because actors are the largest voting block in the academy i hope beale street so. wins score now i if if out of <laughs> that I is my favorite score out, of the nominees uh i can't remember out of dogs it was probably really good uh i can't i can't black Klansman score they they use more like music from the time than actual score see the thing with the beale street i love the score because oh, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a fan of emotional scores mm-hmm. but it's it the is it is pretty one note it does yeah. the same melody over and over again and and the, I, i've loved that in past films and they've gotten nominees or nominations but they tend to go for more more complex yeah. uh, which is why i'm shocked that Herowitz is not um am i saying his name right justin doesn't hurt Herowitz is yeah. not up there because he makes complex scores and that's usually what they uh we can all be thankful about one thing though what's that black panther did not get visual effects i think that was even the academy was like yeah we can't nominate black panther they saw the tunnel sequence that was in the rhinos 
the those visual effects were yeah i give it's it to, notorious for having bad visual effects i give it to first final man scene. i give it to first man I, I give that i think that's the only thing that's gonna win thanos was pretty impressive though with the cgi i will have to it, say but the thing is a lot of the comic book movies the cgi is making it it's not even pretending to be real anymore yeah exactly <laughs> whereas in a movie like first man that's no i i see I'm, I'm just saying that i'm not saying i want infinity war over first man i i will give that i'm glad they give the nod to infinity war because it black panther was notorious for having terrible cgi in the tunnel sequence and mm. and uh the rhinos uh, for the for our last bit before ryan needs to get to class owen Lieberman from variety had a uh, had a an a, I guess a not an editorial, but he had an article last week that said the me- or yesterday the message of the Oscar nominations. You better have a social message, and I'll paraphrase: If you ain't woke, your Oscar broke. That's not the only message, though. It's it's twofold. It's that you have to have a message, or they, or they don't care, or you need to make money. I was talking about beforehand that it's not a coincidence that last year's nomination nominees were the lowest grossing nominees ever, and this year are the highest grossing nominees ever. They're overcorrecting. They're trying to get as many popular films on that. But my problem is that they're not all innovative. I don't mind genre pictures. I don't mind popcorn pictures. A Quiet Place did the film without sound. That's innovative. That's exciting. Mad Max was, you know, intense. Fury Road. That deserved all the nominations it's got. Black Panther is a fun movie. Is it the best film of the year? No. It's it blows my mind. Black Klansman is a decent movie. Is well, it the best best film of the year? No, but it has is a it message. The best movie about racism Lee. about the year. No. no. And also, it's telling why we have so many we, we we might say i had a lot of people say like oh well, at least we fixed the problem about black nominees in the academy so we have black panther we have black Klansmen, we have green book we have you know we had the and, ones that didn't get nominated uh blind spotting the sorry to bother yeah, you blind, we had all of those spot. films and and everyone that wants to point it oh okay now the academy with race no look back to how long it takes a movie to get made and when these films were greenlit the, the, we can Thank Donald Trump being elected for these movies being made. These yeah. are it's sad. These but it's are true. all yeah. mainstream no, exactly. affair. Indie indie films well, are basically this year. It's like yeah, you don't need to play. I think you know besides Spike Lee's name, what really sold the movie was Adam Driver. That's why I got so many. Because you think so? I think so. I think I it's think the message. It was, uh, no, I think it's, it's the footage. You really do? I think it's the message. It got greenlit because of Donald Trump being elected. I mean, it's a great, yeah, and it got it's a great trailer, which does not match the movie, unfortunately. No, and and yeah. it may have attention. They may have intended it to be more humorous and comedic, yeah. and but then the 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 climate of our political. He's like, no, I'm ending it with. I just and it's he had the he reason, had to he had to bring you over and hit I, you with his mallet. No, I think the message too. The reason I I was saying the reason I said that is he was the one who went out on SNL for the performances. He was the big guy. Besides Spike Lee for the press for Who, that. Adam Driver? Yeah, for that movie. Yeah, but yeah. he has a vested interest in the movie's success. And yeah. he's the most famous face yeah. in, in, in the Star franchise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's in Star Wars. Um, the um, Green Book, I finally saw Green Book. And I didn't hate it, but my problem with Green Book is it really is driving Miss Daisy in reverse. Yeah. And can we not... Can can we make a movie about racism that doesn't have to have either a a magical negro or, or b white a white savior? <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't we have one or the other. I mean, that's the thing I love about Beale Street is 
you've got one of the most acclaimed African-American writers of the 20th century who mm-hmm. wrote the novel, and you've got a very solid adaptation by Barry Jenkins, yeah. writer-director. And it kind of, like, like, like Ryan said earlier, it reminded me of loving a little bit in terms of... It wasn't too emotionally overwrought, although there was that dynamic scene at the beginning with... <laughs> Which actually reminded me of our Fences. Yeah, but just that was just, just that one, one scene. scene yeah, yeah. Where it's like, but, um... The one... Well, okay. <laughs> the one that Aaron... Obviously, obviously. Okay, now, now comes our official okay. apology. Okay, yeah, no, obviously what I meant by that was... I totally... <laughs> it, it, I did not condone any of that, but it definitely was a, a shocking scene. We're talking about the domestic violence. There's a, de- there's a, yeah. a, a scene of domestic We're violence at the beginning, and it's shocking, it's but it's shocked. a fascinating moment. Yeah. Because of, of the way the different characters react to it. And I, yeah, definitely, <laughs> I, with what Regina King said in that, yeah, it was, definitely woke me up from a little bit of the, uh, it definitely was like, okay, we're in this now. The, uh, the interesting thing in Gleberman's, uh, in Gleberman's piece for Variety is he, he thinks the reason A Star is Born's fortune, Oscar fortunes seem to have faded is because there is no social message to the movie. Well, it makes sense. I mean, even we were just talking about Green Book. That doubles up on its social message. I, and I, we can't really go into it because it's a twist in the film. But but there's the same, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's why I said I was not surprised once I got to the second half of the film because now I understand. And as I've said, and this may sound horrible, but if Black Panther was not a black superhero, he would not be getting nominated. I've heard far more people talk about the Avengers Infinity War as being the best superhero movie in the back. I don't agree personally, but but it... I think part of the Black Panther nomination, and I, I don't think it has a prayer of winning Best Picture. Oh, no. I think a lot of it is it's a cultural moment. It is. That's what I read. And it made over a billion dollars. Well, it's a cultural moment. It made over a billion dollars. And nothing... You know, just the Wakanda Forever salute. But if it's just that, don't you think women Which are going to be a little bit upset me. about the fact that a culture moment wasn't enough for Wonder Woman? Have- That's what's interesting to me, is what makes what makes it enough. Because I honestly do think Black Panther was a better film, but I don't think that the cultural significance was important more one over really? the other. Although some people would argue that in terms of feminism, Black Panther is more woke than Wonder Woman, because in Wonder Woman, you know... She's an oddity. It's like, oh, a strong woman. Oh, isn't that special? Whereas in Black Panther, the the royal guard is all women, and that's expected, and nobody questions it, and they they kick butt. I absolutely agree with you, but but a couple years ago, you'd get in trouble as a man for saying that because I said that about Wonder Woman. I said they're objectifying her. They talk oh, about yeah. being turned on because she can kill people or fight, and like they they objectify her, her clothing. Why in the the um. Uh, well, the, the, the battle scene. Why the, can't the, she have the the butt jiggle? Was the thing that people were. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make over. sense. That's, the Captain America yeah. can have a different outfit from when he goes to war and in his film, but Wonder Woman has to be in a mini skirt when she goes to war. Like, yeah. it, there were issues, but you couldn't say that a couple years ago. Which is interesting because in the comics, when she goes to war, she does have real armor. <laughs> Which is, yeah. But you couldn't say that with, I, honestly, I had people accuse me of not understanding because I'm not a woman and being sexist for thinking Wonder Woman's not. Well, that's not. a funny thing with. But uh, I think the same thing about Black Panther. And I think in yeah. a few years, we're going to look back and go, eh, it was not as, it was, it was taking a tiny step in the right direction. But was it, 
this massive... I did read an argument for Black Panther getting nominated, and it is a huge cultural moment in Hollywood. It is kind of iconic for this year, and that's more part of the reason why Hollywood nominated that. And, I mean, you can't argue with that being really important. And, and I get, like, they got to have some, some movies in there uh, that make a lot of money or have that big impact. One thing that did actually shock me, if I can't... Crazy Rich Asians did not get anything. Shameful. I, I, I thought it... I'm glad I didn't enjoy that film. I thought it should have gotten something. I thought it was I, it got way too nothing, formulaic. I, I thought think, it was. I think a lot of that has to do with comedy generally is not respected. It, it should have... I think it should have gotten costume design. I think it should have mm. gotten production. production. I don't think design. it should have gotten anything oh, sorry, art direction. though. Because for not me... Not even adapted screenplay. No. The script for me was atrociously I formulaic. It, but... I thought it was... I thought it was... It was overlong but other than that it was just a romantic comedy in a slightly new context there was nothing new about that for me i'm not saying it was a bad film it was extremely well made but i did not see anything in it i understood when we had the big sick getting attention because that film did something unique with the narrative this one this one is boy meets girl boy loses girl boy wins girl back it's the exact same you know nominations and and Dragon Mother-in-Law and future daughter-in-law play Mahjong. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for joining us.